Welcome to Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking with your host, Aaron Marks, a podcast about taking a high-level view of the dilemmas that stimulate and inspire us to find our place in the world. Now, Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking. Do you make free choices? When you go about your day, do you have the sense that you truly could turn right or left, pick coffee or tea, sleep in or get up for work, wear the blue pants or the black ones, invest in stocks or real estate? I wager you would say you do, and I think most others would as well. But how free are we really? Do we really live in a universe in which we are at complete liberty to choose certain things over others? Or is our path set before us, with our peculiar brain wiring simply creating the illusion of choice? What effect would the answer to this question have on the way you think about decisions, possibilities, the past? Would you celebrate with the same vigor? Regret with the same intensity? Take the same pride in your achievements or those of others? Punish people in the same manner for their transgressions? Find meaning in any of it. We'll be exploring all of that and more today on Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking. Today's episode is brought to you by Clearly Simple Business Consulting. If you are an entrepreneur or business owner who is stimulated by this discussion, you may very well find Clearly Simple to be a good fit. We connect with business people driven by a deep purpose, curiosity, and passion for providing their service to the world, and frustrated by the task of capturing it in the perfect messaging, branding, marketing, and systems. We enrich your enterprise on every level, from vision to team dynamics, from web design to culture, from social media marketing to tracking, and it all comes down to a deep dive into your identity as an entrepreneur, because everything flows out of that. Until you have that piece, you really don't have anything, but once you do, you have everything. Check us out at www.clearlysimple.net, Clearly Simple Business Consulting. And now, Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking. Are we free? Scientists tell us that the universe began a mind-boggling 13.8 billion years ago in the singularly violent and explosive event called the Big Bang. And all that is has been in constant and consequent motion ever since. Can you conceive of that scale of time? I know you can't, so don't lie to yourself. I can't either. I don't think anyone can. It's simply beyond human reckoning. The fact is that nothing about the Big Bang makes sense in human terms. All matter packed into an infinitely small and equally as dense point. A time before time. An area outside of space. Yes, it sounds downright mystical if you try to put it into words. In the beginning, the Big Bang yielded all matter, space, time, and energy. And the laws of physics sprang into being. Laws that govern motion, potential, action and reaction cause and effect. It all started at the beginning and and has been playing out ever since, according to a highly predictable, if unfathomably complex, trajectory. All the particles that have ever been had their paths set by laws of physics, 
that govern the motion that began to unfold at the beginning of time. Every moment of your experience is simply a snapshot of the state of the universe at some point since that miraculous moment. So do you see the issue? We're pondering the question of free will and whether we actually make choices, whether or not we could actually decide to act differently than we do at any point along our path. But if the paths of all particles are and have always been determined by the laws of physics, and have been since the beginning of the universe, and since the central nervous systems that create our sense of conscious experience are comprised entirely of said particles, then there is no way we could ever alter the manner in which they work themselves out. And therefore our choices, our experiences, our perceptions, our very destinies have been determined from the very beginning of time. Do you still feel free? Now, I totally get that it doesn't feel that way. By the day, hour, minute, moment, we seem to be authoring our stories, deliberating as to the best path, refining our ethics and decision-making abilities, making the best choices possible, making what we call mistakes, supposedly learning from them, vowing to do better tomorrow. How is this sense of growth possible if all is predetermined? Does that simply become a part of the physical program, an illusion like all the rest of it? Does any of it mean anything, then, if it is? And what of these choices we all seem to make, these accomplishments we seem to accumulate, these skills we seem to master, these legacies we seem to build? If it's all determined, are we able to take credit for any of that? I recently heard something that struck me as a little ridiculous. Someone was talking about a celebrity, a very successful performer who had made some controversial comments in an interview, or maybe on Twitter. The speaker was asserting that even though he didn't appreciate the comments, he admired the performer and celebrated all the success his genius had earned him. Those were the words he used. But doesn't that seem a little absurd? The success his genius had earned him. To earn something implies a volitional effort. But people don't choose to be geniuses, prodigies, or savants, do they? My general sense is that most people consider those gifts to be inborn, God-given, including those that hold them. They may be cultivated or developed, but either you're a genius or you're not. So isn't it a little dissonant to say that anyone's genius or other inborn qualities has earned them anything? And what of our mistakes, our crimes, our moral and ethical failings? Are these determined along with our gifts and strengths? What kind of havoc does this wreak on our sense of personal and societal justice? Entire fields like psychology and statistics are essentially built on the premise that our behaviors are influenced, if not entirely determined, by immutable characteristics of our personalities or situations that are entirely beyond our control. So if one is born into a low-income neighborhood, grows up on government support, never meets his father or even knows who he is, and spends his first two decades immersed in a culture full of similar stories, none of us are particularly surprised to find that such a person will be statistically prone to a life of crime, substance abuse, and further propagating this kind of cycle. Are these choices in any sense free? Does the subject have the ability to somehow interrupt this cycle by refining his character in a superhuman way? How would this be accomplished exactly? And in light of this, how ought we to punish the behaviors that almost inevitably result? 
Ought our criminal justice system be devised to take all of this into consideration so that justice can truly be done? What would that look like? And aren't you yourself shaped, influenced, determined by analogous factors in your family, culture, upbringing, neighborhood demographics, education, meeting just the right people at just the right time, or the wrong ones at the wrong time, etc.? So do you continue to celebrate your accomplishments? Credit your virtues, regret your mistakes, take responsibility for your faults. Further, do you feel like your thoughts are your own, as if you could have thought otherwise, and the opportunities you receive are, at least in some part, your own doing? Could it ever have been otherwise? How could it have ever been otherwise? If the right postcard, mentor, class, job finds you, even when you feel like you have found it. Is there really an alternate universe in which that didn't happen? In which you actively and freely chose a different and less, or maybe more, fruitful sequence of thoughts and actions? How can you ever know what you don't know? Or think of what you don't think of? Are these even coherent formulations? In light of all this, do you see the vicious and potentially nihilistic mental cycle that completely accepting absolute materialistic determinism can yield? If I am determined to do what I will do, think what I will think, then I will do what I will do, and think what I will think. And it simply doesn't make sense to speculate that it could ever possibly be otherwise. C'est la vie. It is what it is. What will be, will be. But in my experience, this kind of mental surrender often leads to a slackening of drive, a depressed attitude, a lack of lust for life, a lethargic and defeated apathy. And so, in response, I decide to take ownership for my choices, increase my level of energy, renew my zeal, and act as though I have true agency in my life. But is this not simply another determined factor that goes into the mix along with all the rest and continues to influence my behavior? Can I ever escape a purely deterministic framework, and with it, the seemingly emasculating mentality that I'm fated to live out a certain, unchangeable result that has been entirely inevitable since the beginning of time? Is you listening to me simply another deterministic factor in your own chain of causality? If you think or behave differently after listening, can you call those choices and behaviors free? Can you boast of them if the result is positive? Ought you to be punished if they're negative? Ought I to boast or suffer punishment for the depth of my influence over you? I once heard these ideas for the first time, too. Ought the creator of that medium accept the praise or face criticism? Where does it all end, and what is it all for? Is this very thought determined by the state of the universe a microsecond prior, and the previous one, and the previous one? It will take a while, but if you're patient enough, eventually we'll get back to the Big Bang, and we'll cover all of human history and the rest of creation along the way. Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, the collected works of Shakespeare, Plato, and Tolstoy, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, the pyramids of Egypt, the invention of the wheel, the mighty leadership of Winston Churchill and Martin Luther King Jr., all great artistic creations, peerless thoughts, and boundary-shattering innovations, not to mention the tragedies and atrocities simply determined by the state of physical reality that preceded them. How do we find meaning, or a sense of moral order, in any of that? Logically, I just can't shake determinism. The particles that form us are still in motion, 
animated by the same forces that arose from the birth of the universe. Experiments performed by neuroscientists like Benjamin Labette and any surgeon who has ever opened up a human brain and electrically stimulated different parts to cause magical and even comical results in the subject by circumventing the typical circuitry are dreadfully destructive to the notion that we can escape, step out of, metaphysically change somehow the physical forces that drive us. But spiritually, I have to believe there's something more, something richer, something alive, a soul, if you will. Rationally and experimentally, physical determinism trumps Cartesian dualism. But that's no way to live. I guess we need to act as though we have a choice, even if we don't. It's what we all do anyway. But maybe there are ways to reframe this to allow us to avoid throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think that if we're honest, we all tend to acknowledge that our choices and behaviors, as well as those of others, are highly subject to influence by deterministic factors. This is why we try to be the best parents we can be, look at the context as much as possible when people go astray, work to design systems of utmost integrity in our business and organizations, train our pets to behave in desirable ways. We realize we are determining results in these feats of social, psychological, and infrastructural engineering. And yet we derive great zest for life in imagining possibilities that could go in any direction, and not just the faded course of physical law. Paradoxically, many of us also feel called to a certain destination, or maybe a class of destinations in life, depending on how specifically we are able to manifest this. Destination. Destiny. That's different from fate, isn't it? Destiny empowers. Fate defeats. So perhaps we can reframe fatalistic determinism as a fortuitous destiny. We have a sense of where we're going, but the journey remains an adventure. We make choices along the way, choices with real results, but we can't fight the pull of what draws us. You have to be comfortable with that paradox. And this process always forces us to come face to face with our personalities. If this reflection resonates with you and reminds you of the path you seem to walk through your own life, chances are you will be aided by investigating your mental wiring, be it through Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, StrengthsFinder, or any comparable system of self-discovery. Our strengths largely determine our destiny and show us the neighborhood of the destination for which we are intended, while our concurrent weaknesses give us challenges to overcome and puzzles to solve along the way. Because nothing worth having can be won free of struggle. Know thyself to unlock thy destiny, lest ye be fated for ruin. So what will you do next? Will you be paralyzed by the prospect of fatalistic determinism? Or empowered by the possibility of realizing your unique and dazzling destiny? Ultimately, I think we know our choices are at least not entirely our own, and that we are at least working in collaboration with factors beyond our control. Factors that shape our outlook, our choices, our destination, even, if not completely deprived by them of agency. But there's something about completely surrendering to the logical conclusion of that line of reasoning that results in a fatalistic and defeating nihilism that we ought to avoid. We need to know we have agency, and even if the path is not entirely ours to choose, that we are indeed painting on our canvas in a way that matters. For the world needs the art that only we can create. And we're here for a reason, to fulfill a purpose as unique and special as our fingerprints. Your path lies before you. Choose wisely, even if that choice has been predetermined or predestined since before the beginning of time, which is a nonsensical thing to say, by the way, but there's really no better way to say it, I'm afraid. 
If we agree that there is beauty, purpose, and meaning in this life, you need to make the choice. And you need to make better choices today than you did yesterday. And you need to make better choices tomorrow than you did today. I know you can do it. And I'm walking alongside you, striving to do the same. So I'll see you at the destination. We'll reach our destiny together. Our sense of freedom and agency may indeed be mere illusion, but somehow we live the best version of our lives when we take ownership and act as though they are real. Thanks for listening to Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking. I hope you have enjoyed it and found it stimulating. Please download, subscribe, and review to help spread the word to more great listeners like you. As always, this episode has been brought to you by Clearly Simple Business Consulting. Business consulting for purposeful entrepreneurs who want to enter the marketplace with deep intention and clear communication. We look at every element of your business from numbers to systems, to branding, to marketing, to tracking, to team dynamics, and make sure it matches your purposeful intention. Reach out to us for a free initial consultation at www.clearlysimple.net. And one final note for today. I often have people tell me they treasure this kind of exploratory conversation and that they are not able to have it with anyone else in their life. It's like I'm validating all the secret thoughts they have had all their lives and giving them space to air them when no one else realized why they were important or even understood. For some of us, it is these thoughts and a safe space to air them that gives us the purpose and meaning to keep moving forward finding our unique place in this strange, often overwhelming, but magical and wonderful world. If this is you, you probably know who you are. Congratulations. You're not alone. If you'd like to take your thinking to the next level, I invite you to reach out and see if coaching with me is a good fit. Just go to AaronJMarks.com and follow the directions you see there. I promise I'll never pressure you, and if it's right, it will happen quite organically. But if I'm piquing your interest, you should check it out, because having me as a conversation partner will change your life. It will energize and inspire you, and you never know what will happen or where your life will go after that. Just go to www.aaronjmarks.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-J as in jump, M-A-R-X.com, and check it out. I know it can be lonely to want to think and talk like this, but if you're here, remember, you're not alone and I'm on your side. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking podcast with your host, Aaron Marks. We'll see you next time when we'll continue to take a high-level view of the dilemmas that stimulate and inspire us to find our place in the world. We'll see you then.